0: okay so yeah so i'm in this little season right now where i'm just i'm super grateful right i am i'm super grateful that i just get to learn one little step at a time what what's really going on right like what is what's going on so that i can be preparing myself to be the kind of person that is ready for anything Right? Anything. Um, And I won't be ready for everything, right? But I'm grateful to be the kind of person to be okay in getting ready to be the kind of person that can handle anything, um, but also to not be the kind of person that can handle everything yet, right? I'm okay being in my state of striving, right? my state of searching and in my state of um becoming right um i think for a while in my life i had a lot of insecurity right and i still do right um but i am so grateful that i've been able to process a lot of that right um you know i always felt like a lot of my friends that came from like really good families, really big families, you know, these these families that were just so committed to family, right? It's like they, they had been born to be able to have a family and that's their whole focus, right? And so they cherished and, and milked every moment, right? Like, and it was just always so impressive to me. And I'm like, why, how, how is it? that these kids that come from these families are just so well-adjusted for life, right? How is it that they are just so, you know, like not so caught up with uh, the ailments and the, you know, just the insecurities of the world? Like they are their own individual person, right? And I've been on that search for like 20 years, right? To become my own individual person and be okay with that individual person, right? Um, because leading up to this point, it's been a fascinating journey, right? Where, you know, there's, there's been so many turmoil moments where I'm just like, I just feel totally overwhelmed and, you know, like, and, and thankfully I've been helped along my path of finding that individual person um, and being okay with that individual person. Um, I think a part of it is like I've been having this therapist that is like a mom, figure kind of person to me. You know, every time we get on the call, she looks at me and I feel like I'm at a bedtime routine with a mom that is just ready to hear me out and ready to be my mom, right? That's, That's how I feel when I'm with her and talking with her. I don't feel like it's one of these like transactional like, oh, um... You know, business professional kind of relationships, I actually do feel like she's able to, you know, like cut through all the barriers of professionality and of basically just, you know, rigidities and, you know, the rules of, you know, and, and just be able to be in that heart space with me and help me there help me in my own living room of my heart space, right? And I'm just so grateful that she's ready to see me there, right, like there's just this wonderful connection that has been so helpful for me, right? I met her like a year and, almost a year and a half ago, right? But it wasn't until like, I don't know, six or eight months into knowing her, knowing of her, right, that I actually reached out and I was like, okay, I'm ready to see what you could help me with right and like actually be serious about this like actually make it a part of our rhythm every month and see what can happen from this right and so i did and it's been so healthy for me to just heal a lot of these past perspectives that i had perceptions you know and and be able to find so much more love in my heart in places that I didn't even know I could find love anymore, right? I just kind of thought, you know, maybe this is just the way life is going to be. I'm going to have this perspective about these relationships, and, and it's just going to end that way, right? Um, but, like, after having so many sessions with her, it's been so healing for me to be like, you know what? We're actually becoming human beings. We are not meant to stay stagnant and stay where we are, nope, that's quite a lie, actually. Um, we have absolute amazing capacity to be able to become and, you know, and be in this journey like I mentioned before. Like, you know, like sometimes we are in the river of God's love where we're on the receiving end of somebody passing on something to us that is valuable and you know, purposeful for our mission, and and we get to have them in some ways like a stepping stone for us to be able to get across this river, right? And other times, we've been built up so much that we're like, hey, I'm ready to do the stepping stone roll. Like, give it to me, right? I got this, right? Like, I can absolutely serve and help someone else because I know that God's got my back, right? He's my backup, right? If I have any challenges or anything, I know he will help me to know exactly what to do in those instances. And we're gonna do this together, right? And so that's the kind of support that I felt like I've been getting, you know, because I know that she is, you know, a woman of God kind of person as well. It's kind of nice to know that she is, she's able to give to me something that's out of this world, right? Which then also makes it so I can give others something that's out of this world, right? And that's something that's super meaningful to me. I I feel so 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 grateful that that gets to be a part of my my rhythm and my life. And you know I've had such in, impressive, helpful milestone moments of being able to heal my perspectives about childhood and my perspectives about myself and my capacity and, you know, just being able to acknowledge the progress that I've had since the last times that I talked with her and, you know, just different pockets and moments where I'm talking differently, right? I'm thinking differently. I'm acting differently, right? I'm handling different situations. You know, she would talk a lot about this compilot idea for a long time at the beginning of me meeting with her. And it wasn't until like, I don't know, maybe six months later that I could be like, oh my goodness, I think I actually did that once, you know, somebody was having a meltdown and I didn't like have a meltdown with them. And I actually was able to be like, oh, hey, by the way, we got this, right? Like, let's, let's help you through this, right? Let's, let's help you with what you need, right? And, and it was just so like, what just happened? I think, you know, I just. Sometimes I have to pinch myself, right? In this healing journey. Because I am one of those people that really do. I care about investing in healing. I really do. Because I am one of those people that does not want to waste a second of my life unnecessarily in pain, right? And I'm talking emotional pain, right? Emotional, mental, spiritual pain, right? I just feel like, you know, if somebody had a broken leg, they wouldn't just like, not go to the hospital and get it fixed, right? When you have something broken, physically, it's really physically easy to be like, okay, I know what I'm gonna be doing for the next 24 to 48 hours, I'm gonna be at the hospital until somebody can fix me, right? And put me back together, right? But sometimes, we're in this boat, emotionally, where it's easy to hide, or we think it's easy to hide, right? We think if we don't do anything about it, nobody will notice. (laughs) And and it, it becomes this weird cycle where we are so broken inside, but all all the while we are not doing anything about going to that hospital to be put back together. Because I don't know what it is about being broken. Sometimes we we kinda downplay it. We're like, no no no, there's nothing wrong, right? You can't like physically see anything wrong, so there's nothing wrong, right? Or maybe there's this feeling of like, oh no, I'm not deserving of getting fixed, right? That's for people that can afford it, right? Or that's that's for people that that know where the hospital is, right? Like it's it's you know, and and maybe like maybe they're even in a place where they're like they don't even know there's a hospital that can treat them, right? Right? And when I say hospital, I'm saying anything, any person that could be their hospital for them right could be like their figurative hospital to help and support them in their path of getting more help right they're their first responder kind of person right there's always a first responder kind of person that's kind of just put into a person's path to help them just ease in to the idea that they might need some extra help right they, they might need, this is like, you know, just like the Band-Aid fix of like a first aid, first responder person to be like, hey, I notice you have some wounds, right? Let's take care of those wounds. Let's wash them out. Let's, you know, make sure you have fresh Band-Aids. But like any first responder, especially if they notice, like they don't have enough Band-Aids for these wounds, they will recommend, right? They'll be like, they will either recommend or just, you know, like depending on how hard like in the ways the person that they're working with they might be able to say hey by the way you might really benefit from you know talking with this therapist or talking with this life coach you know different things like that or going on this retreat right like um or you know seeing this doctor and maybe getting the medication or you know just considering even like natural medication options like if that's where you feel like you need to go right but there, there's a process to this, right? Like, like I don't know, my heart kind of aches just considering what if somebody was so isolated in their pain, in their wounds, that they didn't even have anybody to be their first aid, first responder even, for, for a long time, right? So then they have these like open wounds that aren't being taken care of because they, because in some ways, like, they kind of decided to neglect themselves um, and not reach out to anybody and not want this to reach out to them. And like, what could that look like for a person, right? I just, you know, like, whenever I had these babies come to me, right? Like, my actual babies, and they would need diaper changes. You know, every so often I'd get a little, like, annoyed. and be like, man, like, this is so inconvenient, right? And, and like, another moment, because like, okay, when I first had babies, I would wear gloves when I changed their diapers right because I was like oh no right every time I was like oh no (laughs) until finally I got to the point where I was like it was okay you know by the time I was at my fifth baby I was like okay this is okay right this is okay (laughs) but still there was still so some moments where I was like oh my goodness like again right but there was always that moment right after that I'd be like you know what I'm okay doing this because there are probably babies in the world where they don't have someone to change their diaper. And they are just lost in their home, like, you know, without a mom and dad to be able to take care of them. And, and they probably have, you know, all of their, you know, elimination all over them and all everywhere because there's nobody there to change their diaper, right? And so I always have to step into that space of like tenderness and be like, I am so grateful that this kid has somebody to change their diaper. And that's me, and I will do it willingly, right? I will be that person. I'm okay being that person today, right? Because I do, I care about that. Per- this little baby not having to deal with their own elimination um, hygiene things when they're not capable of knowing how to manage that yet. They just aren't. They are dependent on me, right? And I'm okay being this person that's ready to help them as they're dependent, right? I'm okay with that, and so, so then I go, through, right? And so, so then I go back to this other story, right? Where you know we have wounds, we have wounds that need our first aid responders. We need people to help us. We need people to talk with. We need people to just help draw out what what might be the next best step for us moving forward, so that we can take care of those wounds, you know. If there's one thing in in being able to put a bandaid on it, right? Just to stop the bleeding, stop the the worry about it, but but we really do need to take that next step and that next step of faith to be like, let's go and get the surgery done, right? And that's kind of like the mentality that I got from my first retreat. It was this idea, like, yeah, you come to the retreat so that we can at least take time to do the first aid, first responder, take care of the wounds, wash them out, like make sure they're they're just. Um, they're addressed, right? But how important it is for an individual person to take ownership of their healing journey and be like, okay, I know what needs to happen with these specific wounds so that I can get the surgery and I can move forward with a better life without having this constantly be a wound in my life, right? That it can actually transform into something else more beautiful, right? Right and and that's like what I love the most right like that's what I love about being a part of right like I love getting to be on my own health journey right my own healing my own emotional wound journey and then also getting to witness that beautiful hand of God right like doing that work within someone facilitated by an angel friend therapist, coach, whatever it is, retreat, facilitator, whatever it is, and allowing for that beautiful working of, of healing and of, of just the bomb, right? Bombing, right? And, and I don't know, it's just such a, it's such a touching journey to be a witness of, to get to witness within myself, to get to witness with other people. It's just such a treat, right? It's such a treat. It's those are some of the most divine, intimate human interactions of my life that I'm just so grateful I get to be a part of. Right, I get to experience like I don't know, like I'm such a human, intimate, uh, cherishing intimate human experience kind of person. Like that's that's just what I'm here for. I just know it. Right, like I was here to be able to you know meet my husband and for us to have a great relationship, right? I was here so that I could meet my kids and, and get to really cherish my pregnancies and really cherish my births and really cherish my baby mooning moments with them, right? Um, and I was, I was here so that I can be with people and, and be a person that is willing to, to heal my wounds, to heal, you know, get my, sur- my emotional surgeries, And then, you know, and then become a person that's ready to be in the river as a stepping stone and, and allow for that love of God to be passed on to someone else that it's their turn, right? I'm, I'm totally happy with that. So it's been nice to just kind of, I don't know, settle in to what I get to do. I just, I love, I love being in that attitude, right? Of life where it's like, I get to do this, right? Like that's, I think that's like mission mode to me. You know, like when I was like 18, I was constantly on the lookout, right? I was always looking for, you know, happiness, what? Like, where do you find it, whatever? And I feel like, you know, I would meet these people one by one, you know, in different pockets of places and I'd see their eyes. I'm like, oh my goodness, what is that in their eyes? And then as I pondered it a little longer, I'd be like, oh, I think that they have those eyes because they are on mission mode, right? They are, they're living their mission. And I feel like that's where I'm getting to right now, right? Because for a long time, I wondered, I wondered for a long time. I'm like, what is my mission? What is my mission, right? I feel like I'm just like kind of mediocrely, mediocre, or whatever that word is, um, going through life, but not really doing the lights on in my eyes. Like I get to do this kind of place but like I'm just so excited I get to be there right now okay that's like my joy cry that's like when I really know that I'm doing what I'm doing and I get to do it